electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Happy Veterans Day. We salute and thank the men and women who have served in the U.S. Armed Forces. Bond market is closed for the holidays. Stocks try to stabilize after the worst one-day drop in a month. We're watching the curve flatten, 10-year 155. Our roadmap begins with Disney. Shares are slumping on an earnings miss and a streaming sub slowdown. Plus, we are keeping an eye on all those EV-related stocks. Rivian. Well, that's looking to rally again for what would be its second day of trading. And Tesla shares are actually up as Elon Musk sells about $5 billion of stock. And easing supply chain bottlenecks, the president assuring Americans that store shelves will be stocked for the holidays as we get the retail earnings starting this morning as well. We'll kick off, though, with Disney. Uh, Well-covered story last night, Jim. Yeah. Uh, the long-term sub-target remains unchanged, but not adding $12 million a month, that's for sure. No, and uh, look, the, the problem with Disney is how convoluted the story is. Uh, there was a conference at uh, Goldman Cornucopia where uh, Benjamin Swinburne, analysts I regard as being terrific, from Morgan Stanley. Uh, join us later, on, yes. I Oh, later. yeah, well, that's good because you can ask him. He did lower the forecast of how many people would sign up for Disney+. Plus. Uh, said it was the low end, and that's basically what happened. Swinburne adjusted his numbers. Others didn't. I don't know why people are not focused on two things, the new content that's coming from Disney+, Plus and the theme parks, which are doing quite well and will do much better. I think that people are being short-sighted to sell it. My uh, chapel trust owns it. I was uh, uh, eviscerated on Twitter this morning for being stupid to buy Disney, even though, of course, I bought it at 109. Uh, and I come back and say, David, that the reports of Disney's death are greatly exaggerated. And I'm sure you're, you're correct in saying that. Um for the longer term, but that doesn't mean there isn't going to be a reaction in the market. And I think there is one key thing here that uh, that uh, investors are reminded of yet again when it comes to these direct-to-consumer businesses, which have become really the heart and soul of so many of these content companies, the key thing that we measure them on, whether or not you want to talk about, in the case of Disney, box office, or even more importantly, theme parks, it's still going to be DTC. They're really expensive. They're really cost they, the that's great. It costs point. an awful lot of money. And Swinburne himself, uh, in this note this morning, says we expect Disney to ramp up Disney Plus content spend from about $3.5 billion in fiscal year 21 to likely $10 billion or more by fiscal year 24. Uh, they had a $9 billion forecast previously. And it just, it's important to reiterate yes, we're going to measure their uh, discovery and the Discovery Warner tie up and Paramount Plus and on and on. But man, it costs a lot of money. No, I, I think that's a great point. I think people, I'm not saying I was, I was surprised by this, okay? And by the way, the stock moved up five earlier this week. It's some sort of like ridiculous belief that everything's all well. Uh, but I think that you mentioned at the beginning that I had a longer term view. 
And I think that once they spend this, it will not be, it'll be similar to what happened to Netflix. Netflix spent a lot. When the, you found out they were going to spend a lot, Carl, you, you basically said to yourself, I got to sell Netflix. And then they spent, and it worked. Uh, and then you get a Squid Game. Now, I don't think Disney's going to up something like a Squid Game, a Bambi game, Squid Game. But there is a genuine belief. Oh, by the way, I think that Musk played us and was the Squid Game over yeah, stock. Yeah, I heard you say that. Yeah, it's a kind of a to the tug yes. of war scene. But I just, uh, tomorrow, look, I just think that Disney Plus is going to be very good. It's going to have fresh content. Uh, it actually starts tomorrow. Uh, with uh, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, but, uh, oh, which, by the way, has a Chinese villain. Um, so, therefore, the Asians, the yep. Chinese won't show it. I mean, you're getting to a point, Jim, a very important one, which is Squid Game's not going to be on Disney. They're not going to have that, uh, that kind of show. No, I know. And does that limit the, the TAM? Barclays today argues, and the, by the way, they take a victory lap because they downgraded last month. Uh, they argue that they've had plenty of content. They've had plenty of content all year long and um, and maybe relying too much on their franchises. Well, look, I, I, I think every one of the uh, objections is for real. I don't I didn't hear anything other than the fact that maybe you should have realized some of these things uh, after the uh, corner, the uh, well, I love that cornucopia, the communicopia conference. You used to go to that. I, I used to. Yes. The old Goldman Sachs communicopia. Well, they haven't had it in person in a couple of years, oh, so it's, it's kind of hard to go. When right, that's true. That's true. You can go to the office, but yes. you can't go to the yeah, conference. You can't go, you go to the yeah, you, can, you can go remotely, yeah. But look, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I've been working with, uh, with Jeff Marks, the research director for the, uh, for the club, and we just think, look, take a little longer view. The consumer's going to come back. Uh, Jungle Cruise. I mean, I've got lots of things that make me feel like that this is iconic, and you don't give up on iconic even though I do wish that they had something like Squid Game uh, and not, not the Marvel scene. That was just unfair. Uh, well, the, Disney has set parameters for the type of content they're going to put out, and it's not going to yeah. be something that, that no. violent, clearly. Chapek talked about some of the long-term growth drivers uh, that Jim's referring to. Take a listen to this. We reaffirmed our guides of 230 to 260 million households, and we believe that there are two primary drivers of that growth. First one is going to be the expansion into new markets. We're going to double the number of markets that Disney Plus is in in international territories uh, by fiscal year 2023. And the second component is obviously going to be new, fresh content across all of our wonderful Disney franchises. One interesting point was his mention about the Disney metaverse. Yes. Tom right. Rogers this morning saying, why would you emphasize that when you've got real world experiences that are unparalleled? By the way, theme park revenue, 2x. Yeah. I mean, theme parks obviously opening up in a very more significant way. And the fact that we've got now 5 to 11 being vaccinated is going to be even more significant. As you hear the applause build here, I believe we're going to have some celebration for, uh, for obviously the holiday today. Um, but the metaverse could apply to a lot of their different properties, Jim. Uh, and it was interesting listening to Chapek discuss this sort of blending of physical and digital realities. I think there are two things that I like about this. One is I like Genie. I like the idea of a 360 Disney customer. You go in and they remind you when you walk in that, hey, don't forget you want to watch Eli and Peyton. You want to have dinner reservations as you have before uh, at one of the different features. And, David, let's just focus on this for a second. I genuinely think that the metaverse and Disney are made for each other. And I wonder what would have happened had the metaverse had... Had Mark Zuckerberg not stolen the thunder 
of the metaverse. Should we take a listen to what JPEG had to say about it on last night in, in that interview that Julian did? Why not do that? Okay. Take a listen. My vision is to use Disney Plus as the platform for the metaverse. I think it really blends our physical beings with our digital beings and creates a three-dimensional canvas, if you will, for our creative storytellers to paint so that we can create experiences that otherwise have been defined as it's a park experience or it's a movie experience or it's a book experience. I think those all come together without boundaries, without borders, without constraints, and our creatives are just biting at the bit to get into the Disney metaverse. He's clearly giving a lot of thought to this already. Well, it, look, Roblox has it without the characters you need, but people who've written. Uh, I don't know, a uh, combination with Snap would make sense to me. Uh, I feel like that I do want to, let's say you were part of the Bambi's mother investigation team, CSI Bambi's mom. You know, you could merge the, no, that's a CBS process. Sorry. That is, that's a Viacom. Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, who would not want to be uh, you know, on the uh, uh, Yoho, Yoho, the Pirate's Life for Jim Cramer. I'd like to. <laughs> What's the matter? Nothing. We're just no. worlds are colliding here. I have no idea what you're talking about, but that's all right. I, We're I, eight I, minutes into the show, so I would, I would, I would, I would love that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't go see that. What am I going to see? The Yoho, Yoho, the Pirate's Life for Jim Cramer. <laughs> Pirates of the Jim Cramer world. Really quick on JPEG himself. Um, we had sort of. Uh, a bit of a stumble on the comment about capital return a few weeks ago. There's I obviously know. the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit, the metaverse comment. You, you have confidence in JPEG? I do. I think that big shoes, okay, big shoes. Uh, and uh, there was a very, there's very smooth Bob, Bob Iger. I, I want to go back to the initial calls, what his calls were like. Uh, let's not forget that the unbelievable Christine McCarthy, the CFO, stayed on. Strong, strong person. At the helm uh, makes me feel much more confident about the financials than if she were to leave. Uh, I know that there are people who who believe basically that JPEG can't, isn't the man. And I say, well, who are these people? I mean, it's a critical time. I think he's making critical decisions. Uh, do I wish that Disney Plus were moving faster? I don't know. I mean, I think the theme parks have been lost in the narrative. I mean, this we used to be involved with the ESPN. Remember when it was all we cared about was when it went from 182? Yep. So now we don't care about Disney Plus. The theme parks are where the money is. Right? They're very profitable, and they are now back to levels of capacity they haven't seen in a long time. Right. Do they still have the turkey leg? I think people still chomp Uh, on the turkey turkey leg. In Frontierland, is it? Maybe, yeah. 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 I just love that. Yeah, everybody walking around with those turkey legs. <laughs> I went back there when I was 28 with my parents. Mm-hmm. One of the, you know, how you like you want a free trip with your parents. We stayed at the, uh, I know, one of the older places. The Cosmopolitan, you know, the, the Comet, what it was, the, yeah. the modern. I know, yeah, that was where the monorail ran through. It, yeah. And uh, you know, how much do I love it? I love it enough to be able to tell my executive producer Regina Gilgan to take her kids down, and they're there today. Right now, today, they are waiting in line for the Magic Kingdom. I just think that the Magic Kingdom is big, but it suddenly, like, doesn't matter. David, it doesn't matter. It matters. No, it doesn't. It's awesome. The short-term people, the short-timers who didn't listen to the number cut, they don't, do you think they even know that there's a theme park? Yes, I do. I do. Do they? I do. Yeah. And and that's where Chapek came from. Uh, That's what he was running. Uh, before he ran the entire company, and they do have some other plans there in terms of apps and ways to plan your entire visit that get even more right. complex than much they have in the past Salesforce. and much more efficient like timing-wise. Like better pricing and then Galactic Star Cruiser, March 
is going to be the new hotel. To to I'm urging people to sell it. What? Get out. Get out. You don't deserve to be in the next leg up. Oh, got it. Okay. I'm You're, calling them out. I understand. The sellers. I just want to make sure people know. I'm saying they're short-time I, thinkers, I short-term thinkers. Right? They're like the people who sold SoFi at 17, David. They're the people who sold a firm at 67. Wow. At 67, Max Levchin came on Mad Money and said, do you still believe in me? And I said, I'm a double-down guy. Little did I know it would be a triple-down. Yeah, we will get to a firm because that's yeah. been quite something. But Let's do Rivian really quick. Yeah. Uh, up again in the pre-market after the debut yesterday, which saw the EV maker uh, jump 29% above the IPO price of 78. Poised to open with a market cap of more than $90 billion. That is now on top of both GM and Ford. Uh, the fifth biggest U.S. IPO of all time. Jim, behind Baba, Facebook, Uber, and AT&T Wireless. Uh, exciting. I think that the story here is the untold number of the sustainability officers at Amazon who basically, I mean, who's ever thought of this before? Can you imagine a company that's produced 156 vehicles and they have orders literally for as many as they can make for Amazon? As many as they can make? Who has this? So you're looking at a market cap of 93. I mean, as much as I like Ford, and I do, I'm a Jim Farley fan. I mean, you know, um, I mean. I'm I think part fan of, understates what you are. I'm a fanboy. I'm yeah. a Farley fanboy. Yeah. If he were a sports team, I would be a season ticket holder. Without a doubt. But I do think that what's the matter here is that people refuse to understand that there are internal combustion engine companies, which are horse and buggy, and then there's the future. And Rivian is 100% future. Not unlike, let's remember, the companies that were uh, cloud native. Remember like when Salesforce was cloud native? We said, like, what is that? Well, that is... A Dow stock with a valuation that's incredible. This is the equivalent of cloud native. That's how important it is that they be not internal combustion engine. Right. right. It is still stunning, though, to look at its market value versus that of GM. Oh, God, I just and told you why that's not. I know you did, but at some point, GM's going to be making a lot of uh, EVs as but well, they still are they? Lo- they're rooted in ICA. And so that's it. So they get a huge think discount. Innovator's dilemma. Innovator's dilemma. the legacy OEMs. Right. And that's why Farley, by, getting, by having a great selling F-150 and then making the F-150 electric, is so brilliant. He has to move fast. Now, why do I point out Farley on the fact that I'm a fanboy? He just got $10 billion. Out of Rivian. $10 billion. Right. Yeah, Well, they haven't sold it yet. Well, they have the ability to sell it. Yes. And believe it or not, this is supply begetting demand. Hardly ever think about that, but supply getting demand, and that if he were be released right now, people would buy it at 120. It'd be, a, it'd be a very large gain for them. I think their their average cost was somewhere around seven bucks when right. I looked at the S1 right. yesterday. They did kind of like what Musk did. His average cost was like six bucks. Yes, six dollars and twenty four cents for the some of the options that he's exercising. Um, did you speak Ford- about Tesla? It's up today. I mean, right. you made this point on your tease with Becky. That whole thing with the Twitter poll, which we knew, and thank you, Robert Frank, as well, for his reporting. We knew it was all nonsense, frankly. Yeah. He and had report, to start every selling. Every report today calls it the, the Twitter fiasco, is what they call it. I uh, voted, and I feel like I've been had. What? I mean, you really, you didn't take it seriously, did you? No, but I was told this, and you had till 2 o'clock to vote, and I rushed <laughs> to the polls, and I got it. <laughs> got I got it sticker. at the last minute. And I know it was a phony election. It was like the Hayes-Tilton election, frankly. It was a corrupt bargain. Not many people talk about the Hayes-Tilton election, so I'm glad you brought that up. It was a robbery. Well, as for Rivian, we do have a great piece online this morning about people who uh, pre-ordered and got some allocation. 
and have made a couple hundred million dollars collectively on the Rivian IPO. Well, this was a great wealth creator. When we look at this era, we're going to realize that one of the things that happened is that we had a lot of billionaires made. Billionaires then so put people many. to work. I'm going to do a little trickle-down analysis for you. Well, the private markets have been the, the place over the last couple of years where fortunes have been made. But have they the not likes created? Of, I mean, we're seeing it in the equity markets, too, but wow. The but private look, market I, valuations have been incredible. I talk about it all the time. It's where hedge funds have been making any outperformance they have gotten has been from their privates and being able to mark them up and or be a part of this. Even when you look at some hedge funds, if you own Upstart or you own Sentinel One or any of those, Upstart not so good the other day, but still. Right. But let me ask you one last question before we have to go for a break. Do you think that the money that's been raised has a big enough uh, impact on the economy that we can say that Wall Street has actually made the country richer as opposed to just made the rich richer? It's a big question you're asking there, Jim. It's a quandary. Yeah, I don't know that I have time to answer it right now. Uh, Lennon and Mao debated this intensely. We'll have time after the break. Uh, We'll have a moment of silence here at the New York Stock Exchange for Veterans Day. Take a look at futures. We're back in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of the year back in 1918, World War I ended, uh, became Armistice Day, uh, eventually became what we now call Veterans Day. And pretty soon the NYC and representatives of the U.S. military will observe a moment of silence uh, to honor military service men and women in recognition of the holiday, along with the uh, birthday of the Marine Corps, Jim. Indeed. And that's why I question what's happening here today. When I got in the business... The market was closed. Why was it closed? It was some servants for the great people who served. And now it's open. What? Did we have to make that much money? Question. Uh, We are thinking of all of our veterans, thanking them for their service uh, throughout the country's history. Here's the moment of silence.
All right, six and a half minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange on this Veterans Day Thursday. Let's get to a mad dash. Uh, AMC, we've been wondering, would Adam Aaron sell some stock? He has. That's why I'm doing this mad dash in honor of you. You have said over and over again, when will this happen? Well, okay, it has happened. He raised $53 million. Well, he's raising $53 million for himself. Yep. I thought he acquitted himself quite well in the Monday conference call about how he basically hasn't made any money. Uh, this was uh, basically this is one of those things where I think it's a false construct. The man has created tremendous wealth. He has refinanced the debt. He has offered things like I know you'll laugh, but the popcorn, AMC popcorn. Uh, he'll take he'll take Ethereum. He'll take even Dogecoin. Uh, and I'm going to say this, David, and you're going to have to learn to respect this. He's a showman in the showman's business. Oh, there's no doubt that is true. He also says, and it's as well as true, that he still owns a lot. Sure. Um, but I have been waiting for him to monetize some of this. Listen, it's been a long time. Yes. You know, there was an expectation this would become this pretty quickly. I know. Hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Hasn't he's happened. playing offense, and there's a good chance he's going to you know, remember the box office with the last one was as good as Feb 20. Yeah. Which was that, you know, that breaks the watershed month that you, that you uh, laughed at me, scoffed at me when I said we were having a worldwide pandemic coming. Yes, that true. is true. It was the last well. week of February. Chided yes. me. Soon enough, it'll be almost Upgrade. two years. Right. And what I really do, I wanna, get it. When do I? When does it finally run out? Statue of limitations yeah. runs out very soon. Okay. And, but I just want to point out, David. Yeah. That it's the refinance of debt that should be celebrated. Push it out to twenty point six because you have often taught us don't look at the stock side. Look at the other side. And in particular, and for a company like good. this, which was teetering on the edge for such a period of time, do you that's think not he's Jack the case. Warner, modern day Jack Warner. No. Okay. No. He's just showing movies. He's Goldwing. not making them. How about a gold? He's not making no movies. Goldwing. He's just showing them. All right. Remember, they used to be able to own. But theaters. don't forget, yeah, the AMC popcorn. Is it special? I went to the movies. I went to an AMC the other day. You did? First time, yeah. Did you go to one of those where you're allowed to have, like, dinner? And no, people, like, no, pouring tequila there. on you? But Someone I, spilled a margarita on me. The guy behind me, was it was just like the old times, crinkling his thing the whole time. Two hours, crinkling. Back after this. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older. Like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. In the coming days, we're going to get a wave of retail earnings on the October end earnings season. And with that, Dillard's uh, up 6% this morning. 981 crushes 552. Yes, and uh, Tapestry crushed it too. And Tapestry has uh, got new management. I like everything that they're doing. Uh, I think these are arbingers of, what, of what's to come. And I do think that uh, this season is one where, as they were talking about this morning on Brian Sullivan's excellent show, no markdowns. 
markdowns were a theme of so many. How, David, how many years did we come in and right. say, oh, they had good sales, but they bought them? Well, because the markdowns, high inventories lead to markdowns. You know what no retailer has right now? Any inventory at all. Thank you, Mickey Drexler, for teaching us everything we needed to know. And so, yeah, I mean, part of the problem is some retailers don't have enough, don't inventory, have enough inventory to sell. Yes, that's a very good point. To my writing yesterday, and uh, they didn't have the truck hadn't come in. Is what they told me. I said, "Where's all the stuff?" It reminded me of what a, a Russian drugstore must have looked like under Brezhnev. Remember Brezhnev, the hero of Ladoga. Well, yes. there's the opening bell, uh, and Brett's filling in here. Uh, some moderate gains, holding on to 46.64. I think it was Goldman last month. Uh, added Walmart to conviction buy. Uh, they said uh, we're assuming higher gross margins as the mix gets better. That's all a function of what you're talking well, about. There was a tactical sell put on Walmart yesterday by a brokerage firm. I, I don't know. Tactical sell ahead of uh, a company that is stock has underperformed the group. I, I, you know, Maybe that's one of these things where people are saying when you have an underperformer, it stays an underperformer. I can't help but see seeing Disney down the same amount that Rivian's up. <laughs> thinking, well, are people being short-sighted about, say, uh, what they did with Mandalorian? Don't you think Mandalorian could be part of the metaverse? Mandalorian could be part of the metaverse. I mean, the technology they have. I'm sure I'd want to be a part of that world. It's kind of dark, yeah. Mandalorian. I watched but, that entire show, actually. I enjoyed Disney, it. Disney's breaking down as if right now the park is closed. Enough. Jim, I mean, listen, they are. Right. They didn't meet the subscriber targets. They're going to be spending more money, at least, uh, than, than some had anticipated. So what do people and want? And direct-to-consumer is the reason the stock had the incredible move it did a year ago. Right? right? So because now of they're the repealing, incredible growth and the expect, they're repealing from exceeding that great expectations. Well, anyway, I reiterate that you're short-sighted if you sell. I totally understand why you would. Uh, in the same way why I understand that you would sell NVIDIA at 70 when I made my last Are appeal. you comparing Disney to NVIDIA? No, I'm just saying that there's great, great intellectual property at both and that Disney hasn't begun to monetize what it has. Right. NVIDIA is monetizing the hell out of everything. Yes. That's, uh, that's going to take you back. 162 here is going to take you back to January. Wow. Um, where it also had a bit of a scare and then, and then bounced back into the... Uh, 180s well, by the middle of February. Okay, or- it's not going to be today, but I want to continue to point out that when you get, not unlike when I was with MasterCard yesterday with, my, with Michael Meebuck, yeah. when everything returns to normal, you have to find the real normal ones. And I think Disney will return to normal in a perfect way. Um, it's interesting to look at Disney versus Netflix uh, overall also because I remember when this moment a few years ago came where Netflix's market value exceeded that of Disney. They're very close again, uh, wow. 295 billion to 290 billion. So you think Disney? They are approximating each other. But there you can look at Netflix, and oh, we had wow. the two. But um, it's always nice to sort of see. Do you think Disney because, versus Netflix is kind of a SAT question? Uh, is like a firm versus PayPal? It might be. It might be. I mean, now listen. Netflix did not have a great run, and then this last quarter where they did exceed subscriber metrics. Certainly encourage many investors. You bring up a firm. Let's take a look at it. Give me your thoughts here. Buy now, pay later. Well, is a thing, isn't it, Jim? You know, 
Look, Michael Meebach, he's excellent CEO of MasterCard, which had a great time with yesterday, was pointing out that either, are you a responsible borrower or are you not a responsible borrower? This could make it easier for you if you're not responsible to take down, uh, buy things, it, almost encouraging it. But, of course, he's got it. But what I thought was most important, and my child just owns PayPal, is why the hell didn't PayPal get this Amazon deal? Instead, they got the Venmo Amazon deal. But now maybe because you had to sell a lot of your company to Amazon if you were going to get the deal. And, David, I think you notice that they gave warrants uh, that were a significant amount of a firm was given to Amazon. Now, you have to start saying, well, is this going to be like another one of these deals like Plug Power? Remember Plug Power ended up giving a lot of the yeah. stock to Amazon? Well, I mean, Amazon's doing quite well in their uh, in their venture investing, if you want to call it that, you or are. their equity. I mean, between Rivian and a firm alone, they've got many billions of dollars. Now, for Amazon, it's still kind Child's of change they found in the child. couch. But yeah. for any other company, we We, we did not even mention a clear across the globe singles day. No, we haven't even And I thought you might have a line on how uh, Alibaba might be doing. Yeah, uh, I think fairly well. I know JD actually had quite a strong showing, but it's a muted singles day. Supply chain constraints in China as well impacting their ability to deliver, not to mention everything else that we've been talking about. By the way, a slew of Chinese headlines. One is Xi getting this backing from the party to have what they call a a landmark doctrine, which would essentially set him up for... Um, infinite rule. Yeah, uh, my friend John Ellis has got a great bulletin that comes out each morning. I doesn't mind telling you, look, that this remains what you must watch. And I was going back and forth with him. Seventh Fleet, is the buzz over Taiwan or is it over the Seventh Fleet, which is there? And are they um, testing us, testing Biden's resolve? And I think that the Chinese, the presidency is testing Biden's resolve right now. Well, they got it. Sources say that he's going to invite him to the Olympics. Uh, they have a virtual summit on Monday, we think. Um, that will be really important. Yep. Uh, we have good commentary out of uh, the USTR on maybe progress on phase one. So there's a lot of swirling. And there's a, there was a, a climate deal. I mean, I don't know whether we should. Is this if we're cold, a cold war? Then what is this like? I mean, David, is it like Khrushchev going to Disneyland? I mean, I don't know. Where are we with the cold? I mean, or is it like when we'll bury you and he takes the shoe off? I mean, Khrushchev, you're talking about now? When, yeah. Why not? The UN? Okay. Is this like too, old, too long ago? No. Well, that's a long time ago. That's 50. I wasn't the one talking about being held uh, up by our 61, 61 years ago. Senate election. No, it's true. You like to you you like to reference history. I think it's important. But I, I do. Appreciate I, well, it. I'm trying to figure out where um, we are with China, and the idea and that you don't a lot think it's of people a cold are war. trying to figure out where we are with China, right. and whether or not it in some way equates to the Cold War that you're referencing in the '70s, U.S. versus uh, the USSR. Um, have you read 1984 I I, lately? That, that makes I don't no see sense. It. Um, the USSR, we we didn't have Starbucks. No. Like loaded into no, back Moscow. In the USSR. No, remember the first McDonald's that opened there? Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, Oh, so you want to sell burgers and pizza? I'm trying to figure out the no, Cold War. That that and you're busy trying to figure out the end of the whether Cold Taco War. Bell meanwhile, works there? Meanwhile, Starbucks has 7,000. Well, how about well, Apple? Whatever the number is. How about Apple? Yeah. How about Nike, which is all the way back? Nike's got that deal with the uh, Ministry of Sports. How about 1984? A quick reread. I read, Big it, Brother. I read it not that long ago. And what ago. did you think about in terms of the idea that the Chinese know everything? And the only thing that you're safe with is I thoughts thought in your head. There were parts that uh, definitely resonated in the current current world, not to mention even here. Doesn't end well. Woof. 
Yeah, man, not it to does not end yeah. well. Although I thought Tim Cook's comments to Andrew uh, earlier in the week about China and that their, their uh, doctrine is basically whether it's governments or parties here in this country is to engage, right? Not to, not to separate. And to have privacy. Yes. Well, you know, privacy is important. By the way, can I just say that one of the things that I thought was very interesting when you talk about the deal book was excellent. Privacy as a single source and principle is what I think Americans really want from their phone. And we all want to opt out of ads. We don't want those ads that follow us everywhere where you can't believe that they're in your head. Have you ever do that? You'll mention something and next thing you know, you, yes. Um, yes. Or you, know, or you talk to somebody on your over. phone about it or you even just say it out loud. Right. And then suddenly you're seeing... Do you like reference. that? No, I don't. Well, they, they don't like it either. Yeah. They know that you don't like it. That's one of the reasons why I like Apple But they so also much. know that you're lazy and you're unlikely to go through the trouble of fixing your settings on it. That's <laughs> true, too. It's true. I mean, they're, going, they're, they're relying on friction, right? On, yes. On that kind of friction. Yeah, but you um, know what? Trade Desk has a first party, which is big. TTD. Uh, you were talking payments with MasterCard. I wanted to get to PaySafe. Remember this name? I don't know if you do. You mean the one that's with the... The Bill Foley SPAC. I think of Bill Foley now. You think of PaySafe now. I think about that chalk vineyard. wine. Yeah. Maybe wanting to drink his wine a little earlier in the day, given that what's Nobody going on drinks, there. You know, that's a hemlock. Uh, we that's used called to call, a hemlock estate. We used to call Bill Foley a moneymaker. Not so sure about whether that's the proper Name me another Foley. Name me another longer. Foley that was a moneymaker and then wasn't. It's a quiz. I'm not going to get it. Peloton. Oh, John Foley. Oh, yeah. It's a couple of... Couple of I want well, to contrast, Bill. contrast Bill. that with a frequent guest. By the way, this was one of the largest back deals. He yes. has had a couple. Uh, both right. of them bought or at least took in businesses from Blackstone. Now, Blackstone held on, although they did use it as an opportunity to monetize. I don't know. Maybe Boy, you know, really? Blackstone's owned it for a while and they're getting out, kind of. Maybe. A, I don't know. But you don't want to get kill. in entirely. But you're um, right. I mean, that is, I call is, that suboptimal performance. A leading specialized payments platform, core purpose to enable businesses and consumers to connect and transact seamlessly through industry-leading capabilities in payment processing, digital wallet, and online cash solutions. They lowered their guidance. Uh, and it's getting crushed. Yeah. Remember, what, this was his back. You bought it at 10. Uh, then it went have, up, and now it's less than half. What does he have? Waterloo 1 and 2? Is that what it is? Is it Waterloo? <laughs> Do we bring them up? What he has? He's still what got are those a couple holdings? That are, Where are those, those, those four holdings? Of, I think it's Waterloo. Its deal. He's got two that haven't announced deals, and he's got the other one, a light, that is still above 10. If they don't show the graphic. My joke about Waterloo doesn't work. No. It's a, I like it, his though. First I like tour, his tour, Austerlitz, um, and often not confused with that's just, the uh, Battle uh, of Borden. That's a term you like to use. That's suboptimal right that's there. That's really suboptimal. Yeah. We're taking him off the moneymaker list. Does he go on the wall of shame? No, no, but he's off my list of moneymakers. Wow. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of suboptimal going around. We haven't talked about Beyond Meat. Uh, down 16 with a miss. Wow. Weak guidance. Uh, worries about demand. Worries about margins. Uh, Bernstein today cuts to market perform. Yeah, that was just a disaster. I mean, there wasn't anything. I mean, maybe it's, some people just say it's over. That's going to take you back to May of last year. It's before they started caramelizing yeah. it. No, the, what's my, what? It's caramelizing is the way to make it best. Oh. You caramelize it, you know, how you caramelize Oh, the meat. Yeah. Or the, well, it's not actually meat. You're, yeah, have you, anyone had the Impossible Burger? Like, you get it at the giant state in San Francisco? I think the Impossible Burger tastes better, but that could be because the Impossible Burger is GMO. I'm not against GMO. Right. Sorry. 
Still, though, this was a this was a two hundred and twenty dollar name. It was a short yes. squeeze too. And Ethan Brown is a great proselytizer. I've met Ethan several times, and I became a believer because I had a vegan and a vegetarian daughter. And I just said, well, this could be the way. But then one became uh, one still vegan, but the other one's willing to have a steak with you anytime you want. Um, what? Hertz. Did you guys see yesterday what happened to Hertz? They did not, you know, yeah. Rivian handled their IPO extremely well. I think we can right, say that, right. given the Absolutely. performance of it, how right. um, how many orders came in. Hertz really got a little bit greedy there, I think, in terms of how much they sold and Good the read. price they went for. Good read, Jim. And it got crushed yesterday. I mean, you can see it at the end there. Um, well, actually, that's the week, so that does give you a sense as to what, but, uh, but yeah, it, 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 it didn't go particularly well. No. Um, do you know Engage Capital? Yeah, a little they bit. Sold, I do. They sold a big stake, 12 million shares in Hain. Didn't go particularly well. It didn't go well either. No, it stock's down five. Some of these deals are, don't, I don't know where they're, why they're pricing them where they are. But. Oh, yeah. Hain is down 10%. I know. 11%. Engaged. Got disengaged. Uh, speaking of cars, uh, GM uh, says that they're seeing better flow in chips. Uh, they have no North American uh, plants that are not having normal production schedules now. Really? By the way, um, got a headline last night out of South Korea that chip exports uh, in the first 10 days of the month are up 45. So that's a number you'd rather uh, see. Okay, than so the let, let's be J-PAL for a second. Uh, okay, so the number one cause of the CPI, fuel oil, right? Now that's coming down. We know that oil has come down. They could do the SPR. Uh, natural gas has come down below uh, $5. And next is auto. And perhaps this is the beginning of uh, a thaw of being able to get more chips. Now, Avnet, which is the largest distributor, told me that that's not the case. Uh, Farley is not weighed in with me today uh, because we're busy talking about, obviously, the Rivian windfall. But maybe this is J-Pal's getting the break that makes it so that he is not the goat of the game. Maybe he's going to end up being the goat as in greatest of all time. <laughs> People are still worrying about rent and meat, fish, poultry. Uh, that's we're moving on from the chip. That was scary. It's a big right? number. Jim. I'm going beyond point two percent. It's a big number. It could be the peak numbers. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, uh, yeah. Are sure. you real, are you saying I'm, that I'm yet? I'm going or no? peak. You're going peak inflation. Right, right here. Really? Yeah, I'm going peak. You know right these here. supply chain issues are not going away. Just to just what, to are let you, a you know. Board expert. No, but I listen to all the CEOs that we have on, and I have the opportunity to speak to many others, not on television. I, and I'm, I'm just it's saying. Getting, Worse, most no, would no, say, rather I'm than I'm not better. going. I'm going to sp- trying to speak with San Francisco mayor today. I, uh, I don't think You're trying that to talk it's to the worse. mayor of San Francisco. He's well, going to fill you in on this. She, 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 um, she, 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 President Xi and she. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, there's, a, wait there's a, a difference. President Xi became mayor of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest for thing for life. <laughs> Had it, Could did they already? They've taken it already? They've taken or we, it. Or did we just give it to them? No, they've <laughs> taken it. It was like that really weird um, Edelweiss. Remember that one? Then? But, the, Jim, um, to, your, to your point, there's a difference between peak and transitory, right? You're not saying these things could be around for a while. I'm, I'm saying that it could be transitory, uh, but there may be a uh, auto, what you just said, and I think people should notice that oil stopped going off. Uh, the problem with natural gas in our country is where it's, you know, from this, they have this Henry Hub, but the fact is, is that if, they would, if we were allowed to build pipelines everywhere, then we would notice that we wouldn't have to import fuel oil. 
It's, it's actually really quick, a good point, because there's a lot of commentary out this morning that the White House uh, is trying to jawbone right. right on SPR or maybe a ban on exports, but they're just not good at jawboning on no. inflation. Well, right. they, what they ought to do is pack FERC with people who are in favor of pipelines, which happens to be a better way to transport energy than, say, trains. We could get in. You know, th- th- this is a shortage of our own making. Uh, you, they won't drill on federal lands in New Mexico. There's a lot of oil in New Mexico. Now, anytime you come out with pro-carbon statements like I just did, you're pre- your career's pretty finished. Uh, I just finished my career. Well, I actually endorsed the idea that we should have more domestic drilling. But what we have is capable of producing plenty. And the fracking produce, that's going on right now. We can produce now, 12 million to, a day. Yeah. We're producing nine. We produce 12. It goes away. Got to, got to refine it. Got to refine yeah, yeah. it. And uh, there's we need carbon capture. We need Mike Worth on the show right now. Please call it. Chevron <laughs> CEO, help me out here, Mike. Please, Scott Sheffield, help me out. I'm all alone. Yeah. There's a lot, lot, lot to watch this morning, but... Dow's down 60. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. And uh, Disney's down $14, and that's 100 Dow points, and that's why the Dow is down and the S&P 500 is up. Take a look at the, at the sectors. Nice bounce back here for some of the major groups here. Semis, one day down, and now all, all back up again. Consumer discretionary back up. Uh, that's because Tesla's bouncing back. Amazon's bouncing back. The car companies are doing well. Communication services, that, that's Disney right there, so that's why it's sort of flattish. Uh, materials are doing better because uh, copper companies are doing a little bit better. Freeport's bouncing back. And there's the banks again. Still no impact about these inflation concerns. Uh, I'm going to get to that in a minute. But we, my head's spinning from all these IPOs this week, guys. I counted 17. There's a whole bunch of people going public right behind me. Several companies. Uh, one of them are Weave Communications. Interesting company. They do customer communication software. Uh, one of the rare companies pricing below the range at $24. This hasn't happened very often recently. People have been getting the high prices uh, again. But uh, my heavens, uh, there's a wine company Wink going public behind me. There's a bunch of them at NASDAQ, Lulu's Fashion Outlet, a couple of other uh, companies out there, Black, uh, uh, Backblaze uh, that's going public on the NASDAQ. It's a record year, 372 IPOs. That's not the record. The old record was about 500 in 2000. But in terms of the amount of money raised, we're already in record territory, 168. Uh, that includes direct listings. That's far and away beats the old record. So, and we're not even done yet. And normally it starts slowing down. It's not slowing down. It just keeps going and going and going. And a lot of the IPO people are having trouble just keeping up with the research on what, uh, what you need to do to know what these companies are doing. Meantime, uh, Jim brought up the main debate as always, what everybody's talking about, which is, is this freak, uh, peak inflation right now? And how much inflation is there? This is very well studied on the stock market. Uh, generally, a little inflation, stock market is fine with that. Uh, stocks outperform 90% of the time when inflation is below 3% and still rising. That's an old Jeffrey studies, but there's a lot of studies out this over many decades. Where we have problems is when it starts going suddenly very fast above that 3% range and then stays there for a while. That's when you start having problems. But Sectors that do well, you know, it's pretty obvious. Energy does well in a high inflation environment because they can raise the oil prices. Uh, REITs do well because they can raise rents. Tech tends to hurt a little bit because they have high expected cash flows and they have lesser value, the discounted value when, uh, when interest rates rise. And banks because inflation erodes the present value of loans. But that, none of this is happening yet, guys. Nobody is selling these sectors or buying them based on inflation expectations because there's still the debate about the transitory nature of all that. So we'll keep an eye on that. Finally, guys, different topic, but it's a big day. This is decision day 
for the Bitcoin ETF, either today or tomorrow, they have until November 14th, and this is no longer punted down the road. Uh, they have to say yes or no to the Van Eck Bitcoin application. That's the first of many that are standing in line. Uh, pessimism abounds about this. Gensler has made it very clear that he is concerned about all of this, uh, about uh, a spot Bitcoin ETF, because he doesn't believe he has an adequate regulatory authority over the crypto universe, particularly things like the crypto exchanges. And Carl, as you know, uh, Bitcoin futures have been approved. We've got two of them. Uh, that main one, the ProShares uh, uh, Bitcoin strategy ETF has been trading for a while, $1.2 billion in assets. Uh, but Carl, uh, the ETF community, which is more pragmatic than the crypto community, uh, is very pessimistic. They don't think that uh, Gensler may even not approve it next year until he gets some regulatory framework around that. Carl? Bob, thank you. Uh, Bob Bassani. Still to come this morning, the future for Rivian and its EV rivals. A former Ford executive and one-time Rivian board member will offer his perspective. As uh, Bob said, uh, some of the Dow weakness today is attributable to Disney. An 11-month low at uh, 159.5. Don't go away. You can get in on the new CNBC Investing Club with Jim Cramer. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash investing club or just use the handy QR code on the screen. It'll take you right there. Dow's down 50. Uh, NASDAQ up eight tenths. We're back in a moment. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? First of all, how can we not have mentioned the key to this market, which is Dutch, Dutch Bro? Bro. Yeah. Dutch Bro moving quickly. Um, salute, salute to veterans. Uh, we've got Eric Grubman, who uh, sports entertainment acquisition. That's a SPAC that is working. Jim Takelet, Air Force pilot. Uh, Eric uh, Navy. Uh, Jim Takelet at Lockheed Martin doing a great job. I want people to own that stock. Both stocks are great. But we were going to salute the troops as we should. Yes, even though we have to work, as well, you said. I just think that we ought to go back. There's so many veterans. Wouldn't it be great to be able to just have a whole day so that people can go visit? Uh, but not probably be able to go visit Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Visit the World War I Museum, World War II Museum yep. in, New, in New Orleans, which is extraordinary. Anyone who has not been to that museum, I looked up my dad there. You can see exactly where he fought. Really incredible. We'll see you tonight. Yep. Mad Money, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.